NGA listeners, welcome to another beautiful episode of NGA Podcasts. With myself, Lewis. And myself, Denny. And today we are joined by someone who I hold in very high, high regards. Okay. The beautiful Nisha. Nisha Kapoor. <laughs> Say hello, Nish. Hi. Um, so, uh, so basically, uh, obviously, I know you've, you've listened to a few episodes, Nisha. I know you're an avid fan as well. Yeah, of course. But obviously, we, do, we just kind of just catch up normally at the end of every episode. And I figured we'll start with you because it was just your birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Just turned 23. Ooh. Happy birthday. Thank you. Young blood. That bit closer to 25. Find me a husband. Oh, okay. <laughs> if anyone wants to send any lista, send them to my email. <laughs> sort it out. Oh dear. But uh, yeah, what, what did you get up to for your birthday? Um, what did I get up to? Went to work on my birthday. First ever year. Went to work on my birthday. That's how you know you get older. I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, what else am I gonna do? So lie in bed or something. Just want to go to work. Yeah. It was alright. It was a good day though. But um, celebrations went out. Went out. Out. So, out, out. Out, out. What's out, out? <laughs> just went partying, went to the bar. Nice. It was good fun. Central, yeah? Central. Central. Um, yeah, I've still a few friends. I don't know though, it was good, but I feel like next year, I think this is it for me, the clubbing now for my birthday. I feel like I want to do something more adult. Have you got adult. a board? <laughs> Have you got a board for your birthday? No, yet? no, I would love to. You'll go board and you'll go clubbing again. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be the one. <laughs> That's it, you'll go clubbing. <clears throat> that'll be the one. Oh, yeah. That's the one. What uh, what you been up to then? Um, not a whole lot actually. It's been a bit of sad news. As we were just talking about uh, previously off air. Um, my nan uh, passed away. Um, it wasn't sudden, so I think it was something the whole family was kind of uh, expecting. Which not to say that makes it better, but it just makes it you've already kind of prepared yourself. Um, other than that, yeah, it's just been sort of. Being and being around family, comforting family, um, and just making plans and stuff for funerals and people going over because obviously, well, not obviously, but she's from she's she's in the, the Caribbean, um, so just arranging, um, getting over there and all the things we need to do to sort that out. Very nice. Other than that, um, been going to went to the theatre. What did you go see? I saw this show called Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Which was really, really good. What was it about? Highly recommend it. Um, it's a weird one to kind of explain. Is, Nish, what you have to do is listen to Denny's other podcast. That's exactly West what End I was Geek, say. <laughs> Which uh, is basically Denny's like, subtle way of shouting out West End Geek Squad. <laughs> if anyone wants to follow West End Geek Squad, just search West End Geek Squad on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, any uh, podcast provider, that's West End Geek Squad. I, I hooked you up. West End you. Geeks Pod. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just sent loads of people to the wrong podcast. <laughs> Funnily enough, you say, I just set up a podcast called West End Geek Squad. <laughs> Get them followers. Yeah, yeah. So we, so we, so we, um, we like do show, go to like different theatre shows oh, and stuff cool. and then kind of review them and just discuss them and stuff. But that's, that's not important. <laughs> no, it's one, one, one podcast. Okay. Links will be on the page. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> Anything else? That, that's no, that's, that's, that's been pretty much it. Um, that's been pretty much it. I'm actually working on, on another podcast, which I won't advertise too much, so I think we should just move on. You dick. <laughs> this is, anyway, I'll, yeah, let's just move What on. have you been up to? Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. So, uh, I just went to Scotland for the weekend, went back to the motherland. It was a bit of a weird experience, because uh, I went to a hotel that I used to, we used to go and have dinner there when I was a kid, because yeah. there's no real, like, decent local high street or anything, so you just go to local hotels to have dinner in their restaurants. Yeah. Um, and I took a picture of like the main staircase and to send to my sister because that's like when we were kids we used to play around there. 
and uh, this woman was like, oh, that's that's not the best picture you could take in the hotel. Like, why, why take a picture of that one? I was like, oh, you know, I used to play around there when I was a kid, but not been here in ages, so I just sent it to my sister. She's like, oh, okay, so why, why do you stop coming? I said, well, my grandparents live, live down there, but last time I came was for my granddad's funeral. And she was like, oh, was he local? I said, yeah. She's like, well, what was his name? I told her my granddad's name, and then she just reeled off the rest of my family. Oh, and she was like, oh, you must be Lewis, isn't it? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I am. It's like, fuck, small village mentality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. no idea who this woman was, but she's obviously from the same village as my family. So that's it. It's like sometimes when we go to St. Kitts. Um, but I'm, not to sound bad, like, I'm not one of those people that like want to stop and have a chat. Yeah, yeah. But I've got other family members, so I'll be over there with family members from here, and they'll bump into someone and just be at a local shop or something, and I'll start chatting realise they're your second cousin's brothers I don't know <laughs> and it just goes the conversation I just start drifting up and just oh, like dear. walk away but uh, yeah so, so I made I made that journey uh, came back late Monday night got back like half one that was about it except for um, I don't know if you've been on Instagram on our account in the last hour and a half or so but basically I was just involved in a decent a decent sized car accident Oh shit! I just broke my car off, bro. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, bro. You wanted a new car. What? <laughs> That's not the best way to do it. Yeah, bro. Basically, I was coming down. Um, you know, from like where Stoke Park is, uh, and then you're going towards Wexham Park Hospital. Yeah. On that long road, where it's dark as shit. That's why I'm always telling you to stop speeding. That same trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in 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 all uh, to to be a hundred percent clear, I I actually had like twenty seconds ago before that overtook someone. And I was checking my speed to make sure I wasn't actually speeding. Mm. Uh, so I looked at the speedo. I was like, I'm good. Look up. And I see this car on the right side of the junction where they can pull out. And I was like, they're stationary. They must have seen me. I'm good. And then, like, so, so last minute, they just pulled straight out in front of me. Sure. And, like, I'm going to give myself a little bit of props. Because in that moment, I went, fuck, we're going to, like, straight head on into the side of this car, yeah? I had Nick in the car with me. And I was like, if 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 I can like get out of the way a bit, yeah. at least that Nick doesn't get fucked up as well. And luckily, I got out of the way enough that she just clipped the side of us. We went, uh, then we went off the road, took out a street sign, Sorry. threw a ditch, and hit someone's fence for their house. The whole front end of my car was gone. Car wouldn't start again. The front quarter panel. Sure. I had to I had to push the, like push with force to get the door open because my door was bent into the cor- corner panel. And uh, in the moment, like I. So, as as she hit my car, I, I kind of like brought my, my hand up behind my head and like squeezed real hard because I thought, shit, this might go through the door, like proper mm. hit me. So I like braced like that and then um, and then went back to grabbing the steering wheel, went through the sign, hit the fence, whatever. And I, I pushed my door open and Nick was in the car with me and he was like, bro, and I turned, I looked at him, I went, are you all right? He's like, I'm all right, are you all right? I said, yeah, and he went, well, Whoever that is, they're fucked up now. <laughs> we were just on our way to class as well, right? Yeah. So she sees these two guys. There's a young girl driving the car. Yeah. She sees these two guys get out of the car wearing like martial arts uniforms. <laughs> She's like, the fuck? Um, and literally, like, in a split second, I just cooled off completely. Yeah. I walked up to her. I was like, look, it's just a car, man. I'm, I'm all right. Are you okay? She was like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I was like, all right, cool. So, um, so yeah, my, my car was completely ruined her car she was driving the Corsa she just like clipped the front end of her yeah. car because I like I said I, I didn't straight T-bone yeah. into her um, the weirdest thing though yeah so there's there's two things about this number one the majority of the people that stopped stopped and asked if I was alright which 
we weren't in our cars we were standing next to like both the cars yeah. which oh in the moment i was like shit man i feel like this might be a bit racist because i've got a young asian girl here yeah and you've got a, a white guy why is everyone asking a white guy if he's all right yeah like surely that's a like there's a, a young woman there like yeah. ask her like make sure she's all right so that bit i was a bit hmm uh, the the next thing was she was on the phone to her dad and she was telling her dad like it wasn't really my fault whatever even though it obviously what I, yeah. I even said to her like, look even when you speak to your insurance company tell them it's not your fault because as soon as you admit liability you're you're in shit right? so just don't do it she's like, alright fine she's talking to her dad in Punjabi saying like oh it's not my fault this guy pulled out and the dad's gone oh is like is he white or is he Asian and she's gone yeah, yeah he's, he's white like in Punjabi though yeah, yeah. So then I've, I've gone, Anjime Goraya, which is like, yeah, I'm white. And then she looked at me and she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and she's like, oh, did you understand that? I was like, gee, my door opened up people's that. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, um, so yeah, so that, that happened. And then next thing, it's it just a weird thing that went down, right? Obviously, people were stopping, asking, stopping, asking. This guy pulled his car up at the side, got out, walked across. And as he was walking over, I was like, do you know this guy? She's like, no, no, I don't. I was like, okay. He's like, you guys are right, asking me, like, what yeah. happened? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're all okay. And then I'm on the phone to my insurance company, and the guy comes over to me, he's like, are you right? Yeah. I said, yeah, I'm fine. He goes, right, she's going to come back to my house and wait with me. And I was like, what the fuck? So, so I straight, like, said to my insurance company, I'm going to call you back. Because this girl, she's, uh, I was chatting to her a little bit, she's a first year uni student, so she's like, what, 19, 20? Yeah. yeah, it's funny, but shook up and it's yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, I went up to her, I was like, this guy just said you're going to go back to his house, yeah? She was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was talking to my parents and he asked for, like, for the phone and stuff and he spoke to my dad. And then when I took the phone back, my parents were like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I was like, it's not cool. Like, obviously it's up to you. If you yeah. want to go back to this guy's house, I'm not going to stop you. But if you, if you don't want to go, you don't feel comfortable and you want to say no, I'll stand next to you and you say yeah. no, like, it's fine. And she was like, oh, okay, okay, fair enough. And then she ended up not going with the guy. Like, this, um, a woman came up in a nice S-class Merc and was like, look, come sit in my car. So she went and sat in the car with that woman. Feds turned up. Uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, we've got to breathalyze you. They didn't breathalyze me then. Like, after, like, two minutes, they were like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to go. Okay. I was like, all right, cool. And, uh, yeah, then my car got recovered. Um, they... Uh, the, the driver turned up straight and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking this to, to salvage yard, mate. We're, no one's assessing this car. It's wow. done. I was like, because you're right then. I'm looking to get a new <laughs> car. So if I get anything more than like five and a half grand for, yeah. for my current car, I'll be happy because that's kind of what I was looking to get for it when I sell it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah. This was today? This was, this was two hours ago. Man, the dedication to this but podcast. Here's the thing, yeah. It's all about dedication, right? I've got, I've got to take a moment. Nick Panay. Mm-hmm. Nick was in the car with me as soon as I got out of the car I'm thinking I need to call the parents of my students to let them know I'm going, obviously I'm not going to make it to class right Nick gets out of the car on the passenger side he said bro you, you definitely alright yeah he's like I said yeah he said right I'm going to run to class class is like a mile and a half away from where we are at least and he just he was just like yeah I'm, I'm going to go wow. I was like alright and he sprinted to, he got there in like less than 10 minutes so he's he's run at a decent yeah, pace yeah. just after being in a car accident and then he taught my class for me for that like I'll, shout out nick big shout out big for, like to have to have people like that in in your like i felt real blessed like yeah, if, yeah. 
if anything, I wasn't going to get emotional about being in a car accident. But for that guy to do that, I was like, yeah. oof, Lord. Yeah. See, and that's all my bullshit, and that's all your bullshit. Nisha, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's life like? Talk to life. me. Life. Life of a 23-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Freshly turned. Um, life's all right, you know, just really busy with work, to be honest. Graduated like a year and a half ago now. What did you do? I did product design. Okay. So, not your average Asian girl degree. <laughs> <laughs> I bet mum and dad weren't happy. They were all right, they were all right. I did get the occasional, you sure you don't want to do law? You sure you don't want to do yeah. accounting? But nah, I mean, I just, I enjoyed it. But it's hard, like, you're 17 and you're trying to choose what you want to yeah. do for, the, like, however long. So I just did what I thought I was good at at the time, what I enjoyed, yeah. which was design and DT. And have you gone into that work-wise? Not at all. Do you intend to? <laughs> Probably not, no. Okay. But I don't mind that. I kind of knew that, like, halfway through uni. Like, yeah. I was like, cool, I really enjoy this. I'm going to smash it, but I don't think I want to get into design. Okay. But the thing is, the way I see it is that I've done it for three years. What can I do now? Like, do something different now? Like, I yeah, don't think enough. you fair have fair to enough. just go into what degree you do yeah. like a degree is a degree and can get you <coughs> excuse me many places um which it did so now i want a grad scheme so okay. if it wasn't for the degree regardless of what i did yeah. wouldn't have got the grad scheme see so, I, I think that's a common misconception with a lot of people like there's a lot of people say um you know they talk about these um degrees not saying yours is by any means degrees that are worthless the one that you often sure, bring up yeah. is media studies yeah um and some although i you know i, I don't see anything wrong with that um but i think that's one of the things people get forget sorry is that even if you don't go on to to get a job in the subject you studied it still opens exactly doors for like grad schemes and certain other Completely. things i think yeah. people take what you get from a degree too too literally based on what the subject is like yeah. for example yeah i'm not in design but my degree brought me a lot of creativity yeah which i implement in my role in different ways and yeah. sort of physical physical design like i'm in project management now and that involves its own level of creativity mm. um and it's about having your secret source as a unique person in the yeah, corporate yeah. industry as we all know it's yeah. not easy so, so parents happy you're doing being like project management yeah they're good they're, they're just like whatever makes you happy oh, um, nice. so they're happy for me and i'm loving it so that's yeah. no, it's cool it's good are you where do you whereabouts do you work in north acton so technology okay. firm okay yeah i know acton well yeah. yeah it's cool i did in retail so i'm retail based um it's challenging yeah. but it's fun it's really interesting so when you've like for, okay what did you get in your degree what was your first obviously come on lewis Obviously, <laughs> obviously, um, and then obviously that helps like, as well. Do you I know think what? as soon as anyone sees it first, like even I, if I see if someone got first, I'm impressed automatically. I don't care what subject it was. Funnily enough, right? So I got the grad scheme offered to me before I graduated. So it offered okay. it in like April. But I got my results and all that in July, so I could not graduate before they know. But you know, <laughs> shit. But they do it based on something you will graduate and predict, yeah, predicted yeah, yeah. grades and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no. Got first, so. that's fair enough. And in terms of like the people that you went to uni with, mm -hmm. like, you, you were able to, to get a grad scheme. I'm guessing it was like it sounds like it was fairly straightforward for you. I mean, I did a lot of applications, don't get me wrong. So, like, in my final year, it was not easy. Like, you have to apply quite a lot in advance to get a grad scheme, and um, because they're like a year in advance because they close and there's a deadline. But I really wanted a grad scheme, and um, I really wanted to get into tech. Which, because I knew I just loved it, working in like phone shops when I was younger, I knew I wanted to get back into that. Yeah. Um, it was, I think I sort of got lucky in the fact that I got one, but I had to do quite a lot of like 
phone interviews, video interviews, but not a lot of people that I know got one, to be fair. Hmm. It's very competitive now. Yeah. See, this is my, my thing against, not against uni, but against the idea of everyone being able to go to uni and it being like so readily available mm. is that that kind of it almost devalues your degree a bit i think if you get a first you're you're almost taken out of that category yeah but for the average person getting a 2122 whatever that's there's so much competition everyone's got a degree exactly so unless you're unless you didn't and, and again like if you didn't go to uni Again, there's so much competition because everyone's got a fucking degree. That's the thing, that everyone can memorise a book these days and smash an exam. Honestly speaking, I don't think my degree got me the role that I've got because the interview was heavily based on my extracurricular. Yeah. So it's like, what else have you got? What else did you do at uni? So I was part of the Hindu Society and I was in the committee and I was president my final year and that was literally, they loved it and everything was based around that. Yeah. Give an example of, we had to work in a group, I'd talk about that, not a uni presentation. Yeah, yeah. So... I think yeah, like more than just a degree is what they value now. I think I think that's like, with regards to what both of you are saying. I think with so many people having degrees, that's just becoming in many instances the base level, and it is about what you're, what else you're doing on top of that mm. to to make you stand out. Um, where I'm working at the moment, we do um, a bit of work um, understanding uh, stuff to do with like law students and things like that. And that's one of the first things we have to ask them, like, what are your extracurricular activities? Do you get involved in, like, mooting and this and that and all the sort of stuff outside of uh, just their regular classes and such? Yes. And then the, the only other thing I was going to say is I feel like your, your degree is very important for your first role outside of uni. But unless you're staying in something like specifically related to your degree, mm-hmm. after that it's kind of irrelevant. Exactly. Because it's a work experience. Doors open as you work, and then work experience, and new opportunities, and you figure out something else that you enjoy, and then it can change. I'll tell you why I, oh, I don't agree with that. Give it to me, then. <laughs> because I've seen a lot of places where a degree is the minimum. So mm-hmm. if you ain't got a degree, like, if you imagine, like, like, like was mentioned, something's really competitive, and they need a way to just get rid of CVs straight away. Yeah. There's positions where they'll just go, not like no degree okay that's the first that's that's half of half of them done now let's look at these there are places that, yeah like you said um i mean when i look at when i look at cvs i will generally look at the first the top half of the page has to attract me so university tends to be one and then the last couple of places that they worked mm-hmm. and then probably also how long after that i'll, I'll sort of start looking at the rest but um yeah, I, 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 I've, I've experienced where having a degree or not is a quick way to filter, like, yeah, to, yeah. to make the pile a bit smaller. But yeah, as you said, as you get older, um, as you as you're in your career longer, um, there's there's many things that that um, surpass, like like you said, experience and mm. you know other things. So it's not what you know; it's who you know, isn't it? Indeed, yeah. indeed. So, uh, do you feel? Having been through, obviously, not that long ago leaving uni, do you feel like it was decent value for money? No, I really don't. I mean, the lectures were all online. I could have got away with not going to into class for, like, the whole of my second third year. And, like, you're not necessarily getting what the nine grand that I paid for per year. 
I think a lot of it was mainly self-taught. Um, maybe that's the nature of my degree. It was more so practicing and coursework and getting to grips with my softwares. But I don't think the level of teaching and support justified the amount that I'm now having to pay back, to be honest. So, but so, having said that, I think it could be different. It could be different course on course, depending on. It's weird though, isn't it? Because I, I don't think right now you can ever justify the cost because just a few years ago you got the exact same thing and it was less a third of the price yeah a third of the price like when i went to uni many many moons ago only in my final year i had to pay a thousand and seventy five yeah, so when I was at uni, it was 1,075. Nisha's face just turned. To, yeah. like you, could, you could see in her <laughs> eyes, you motherfucker. <laughs> then it went up to 3,000 and they tripled it to this 9,000 thing. So that's not following inflation. They've like tripled it each time. Yeah. Um, but I, that's the thing. I remember people kicking off when it was like first introduced. It was like 900, I think it was like 975 pound a year. Right. And there was protests. Like it was mad. There was like strikes and all sorts. But then when it went from like, like the more recent increase, like it was a bit more subdued. I think we're just used to paying. But I think for me, that's why it's hard to justify the value because just a few years ago, it was less. Like you can't, do you see what I mean? What I did see on that is that a lot of people who, now that we know it's gone up so much mm. and when it was our turn at uni, come down to it like, right, I need to make this 9K count. I've got to put the yeah, work in, okay, I've got to put yeah. the work in. So I think that helped motivate people when you know they felt as though I've got to justify what yeah, I'm going to be paying yeah, back. That's true. So that's true. there was that side of it as well. Yeah. Do you not think maybe that uh, that motivation would still be there if it was free, but you only got in based on merit? Like you, you had to be outstanding because back in the day, it, like not everyone went to uni. It was like a you. There was a point where it was like, oh, I'm the first person in my family to go yeah, to uni. That was me. And there you go. Yeah. And it was you were just proud that you actually like you made it into uni. So you're yeah, like, no, I just thought the rest of my family were dumb basically. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, what you're saying no, definitely back sort of back then. But now yeah. in the generation that I think I live in, it's like you you value what is yours and what you feasibly paying for, what you're working for. Like for example, like my dad got me a car when I was like 17, right? I didn't look after it, I didn't pay for it. The car that I've got now, I pay for it, and I look after that like anything because it's my money. Yeah. Same when it comes yeah. to education, when you know you're paying for it, paying back for it, whatever. Maybe psychologically you put more into it. Yeah. Because you value it more. I don't know. Yeah. But. It's weird because um, <coughs> every time the fees have gone up, it's never really dissuaded people from going to uni. Yeah, I don't get And it. there's more people now. I think I think when it went to nine thousand, it had a small dip. And then now again, it's 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 the applications are as high as. What you think about it? Universities are private entities, right? They they are public public funded as well. I'm not sure. But here's the thing, right? They're 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 privately run, but they're publicly funded because obviously they they're getting their money from students, yeah. Students paying fees. Those fees are not paid by the students directly, unless obviously those students have backing. That's government money. They take out you you take out a loan, right? Student loan, student finance. And that's that's money that they get from the government. Yeah, I'm not sure that's how the student. Yeah. So how does the student uh, with all the student finance and the student loan work now? Is it still like student loan company? And... Yeah, yeah, you've got to apply, and then yeah. they sort of check out your family income and base how much you get on that plus maintenance loan if you want that. Yeah. 
um, grants if you're entitled, and then you get a certain amount per year, and then based on your salary when you leave uni, you pay back a percentage what, of that, yeah. and it increases as your salary increases. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the part of it I think <laughs> is is good. Like, you never really. Do, do you know what? Here's the problem with it. Like, what's the interest rate on your student loan? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's very close to zero, though, right? Yeah, it must be. It's, it's very. It's not point something. When when I was there, it was like not point something plus inflation or something. Yeah. So it's very very low interest rate loan. Yeah. So you should be like, yeah, this is great. I'm paying very very low interest. Yeah. But the the reason why you're able to borrow, you know, effectively at least thirty grand to go to uni is because these these companies exist that know that they're getting that money from the government and the government are definitely going to get that money back off you. Right? So they've gone they they can just as you know, obviously yourself then you work in, in public sector, anytime it's oh we we're charging the government, they just go, we're gonna double, triple whatever we'd normally charge. Yeah. So they know that the loans that they that they're giving to students are government backed. So they'll, that's why they've gone, fuck it, we can charge nine grand. Yeah. And every uni in the country pretty much charges the, yeah. the nine grand max. This, that was, I remember when that happened, it was the dumbest thing. They basically said, you can charge up to nine grand. So somehow, in their weird heads, what they originally proposed was like, so somewhere like Oxford or Durham or these... Um, Canterbury. I can't remember the... Uh, What's Cambridge? Cambridge. Cambridge. But what's the group of Russell Group? Rus- yeah, Russell Group unis. They will charge nine grand, and something like Thames Valley University, which is now we- University of West London, um, will charge three grand. Oh really? Didn't know that. Or and then Bournemouth, which is good with certain things, might charge seven grand. And but that lasted like a year. It, yeah, like there wasn't. It wasn't. They didn't set any kind of standards. It was just like the uni justified how much they're going to charge. So the uni's like, oh well, uh, we need nine grand. So yeah. And then everyone just charged the maximum and they capped it at nine grand, so everyone charges nine grand. So it's kind of like, if you're going uni, if you're going to something like Bournemouth, which is like one of the top universities for like computer graphics, it's yeah, kind yeah. of stuff what I've done, um, you're going to get charged nine grand. And then if you go somewhere that's not as good for that, it's still nine grand. So yeah, they kind of messed up a bit, but surprise, surprise. Yeah, I, I asked someone not too long ago, like, what they thought about that and they, they basically said well if a lot of a lot of people feel that if you're not charging the full maximum amount it's because there's something shit about your uni mm. yeah so people would people would look out for the ones that cost the most thinking that they're the best yeah naturally yeah. I guess which I feel like that's a very it's, a, it's like a, a common chain of thought for young people because that's how I used to be I remember when I was younger I was like I buy the most expensive trainers I can get they must be the best because they're the most expensive yeah Nowadays, I'm looking for value for money. Yeah, yeah. The trains I'm wearing right now cost me £18. Yeah, I've got, I got like 27 pairs of free trainers at home. Because like, I'll get great value for money out of them puppies. But obviously with uni, I'm not I'm not convinced that you get the value for money at all. And obviously, I didn't go, so... I'm I think, not, I'm yeah, on, on, yeah, wanting to get the most expensive because it's the best. But also, this generation values so much about what other people are going to think and say and how it's perceived and people around them just a society like I know I remember if, if you try and go for a Russell Group uni if you go to one you're seen as like you know yeah. a, a better the, the better kind yeah, of 18 yeah. year old a bad man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not like me <laughs> went to Portsmouth it was great oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's about perception I think as well 
Yeah. Like with, with the trainers, like, you know, we're going to go for the brands that we all know and we want and we all like, innit? Over yeah. like the Primark ones. Yeah. So. <laughs> Primark ones are going to fall over and break your ankle. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so, so did you did you stay um, in Portsmouth? Yeah, stayed in Portsmouth, stayed by the coast. Nice. So it. how did that work with regards to the loan? Did you use your loan to pay for accommodation or did you work? like? Um, so I didn't work. So I didn't get student halls because there wasn't enough to accommodate us at the time. So we got private accommodation all three years. Okay. Um, which is another story that's itself, having to like be 18 and find, pay your own like Wi-Fi. Yeah. I was not used to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but loan wise, you can apply for a maintenance loan. So some of it you get, some of it you pay back, some of it you don't, cause it can be half grant, half loan. Um, me personally, I use that to pay for my rent, plus a bit of help from yeah. family, savings, but we made it work. Yeah. So it's good to have a supportive family who will help you make it work yeah. just to make sure that you do the best that you can. Yeah. Which I luckily had. So. so did you did you stay in a rented accommodation that was specifically for uni students, like a house that was split up into different rooms and that and you No, I didn't literally like Portsmouth is very much a uni city. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the accommodation, the landlords they make it make it for students. Yeah. But yeah. it's all private, so I stayed with my one of my best mates from school who ended up going to the same uni together. And we like you have to like find other people to live with on like the Facebook groups. Yeah. So we had found these two random girls to live with on the Facebook group and just lived with them for the first year. And they were alright. Um, yeah, they were alright. Didn't okay. give you no shit. Didn't have to fuck them up. No, they were alright. Well, they didn't take the bins out most of the time. Girl, <laughs> girls are so bad. I, I swear, that's one of the biggest gripes I hear. They never took the bins out. <laughs> I, that's the one thing I come home for the weekends. The one thing I look forward to not having to take the bins out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But girls are girls are worse, I think, than boys in a lot of cases I saw anyway. I think it's because lads don't care so much. Maybe. Like something doesn't get done out, fuck it, doesn't get done out. Yeah, but, but a lot of people think like girls' houses would be like spotless clean, but now you'd be surprised. Like things I saw <laughs> pasta bowl in like the cupboard, like pasta the day before, it's crazy. Oh. You should have really just washed it up after yourself then. It wasn't mine, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, so you're on, how long have you got left of your graduate scheme now? Uh, about yeah. six months. So. No, after that, you'd be rolling in money then. That's the plan, isn't it? No. <laughs> no, it's good. It's hard, though. It's like, now that obviously I'm earning, working full-time, it's like, there's so much pressure to save for a property and want to put a deposit down, then it's like you want to live your life and go on holiday and yeah. do all these things. It's just a really weird place right now. Um, so you've got pressures. Everyone's like, you know, you're young, go out, have fun. Then it's like, oh, you to, you know, you've got to save, you've got to settle down soon. So it's like, where do you go right now? Yeah. Did you listen to our January episode? No, she loads don't listen. Tips, she, she don't loads listen of tips to, to save and probably when should. to book your holidays. Probably and... why I've got no money because I didn't <laughs> listen to your podcast. <laughs> um, I just booked the holiday though. Where to? Bologna, Italy. Italy, Bologna. nice. Solo trip. I'm going to go by myself. Okay. okay. I don't, I've time. done one solo trip before by myself. Where did you go? I had an amazing time. I went to this village in Spain called Otos. And the population, including me, was like 500 and something. Really? And um, so it was a, f- a friend, a good friend of mine's parents have a house there. So I just went in, like, I just kind of rented it off them for 10 days. 
I think if I'd gone for a week, if I'd gone for seven days, it probably would have been my best holiday. But the last few days, it did start getting a little bit lonely. Uh, but, but I remember my last, sorry, my first day there, I was driving, like, it's, it's literally, this village is literally like a, a road that just curves. And so as I was coming up, there were just loads of people walking in the, um, walking in the road. So I'm like, okay, this is obviously an Otos village thing. So I'm just starting to drive really, really slow. Like they can see the car move, no one's moving. So I just try and pull over, let, let the crowd go past. No one's moving, so I just start driving and I'm just starting to get pissed off now. I swear to you, my hand was raised. It was about to slam down on the horn and I see the Hurst, the funeral car oh. coming around the corner. And I was like, oh, fuck me. Like, I was just like, I'm so glad I did not do that. I would have been chased out of that village. But the village was like, it was really weird. It was like so small, like so small and like not isolated, but just rural. They used to have like their own petrol station at the end of the village. And like, I think it was once or twice a week, something used to just come and fill it up. Everyone could just use it and the village just paid for this oh. thing. Yeah, it was just so like, whenever I left, no one knew where this place was. So I got lost so many times. So there's this place called Gandia and I knew how to get there from there. So no matter where I was, I had to drive back to Gandia oh, <laughs> and then no. drive back to this village. But it was, uh, but yeah, as I said, up, up until the first week was just amazing. And then the last few days started to drag a little bit and uh, got a little bit lonely. Oh. So what made you pick Bologna? Um, it was cheap. I wanted to go to Italy because so I just want to go and eat pizza and pasta. That's what <laughs> I wanted to do. Um, it looks like a really good place. It's quite rural as well. I think I, want, mm. I don't want. I just want to go somewhere quite peaceful. Yeah. Not really looking for like a city. I work in London, so just trying to get away from that for a little bit. Um, it's also close to Venice and Florence, so I can travel there quite easily in a day. Florence is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's cheaper to stay in Bologna than yeah. those places. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just it just had really good reviews online. It was quite spontaneous. I'm a bit nervous, but I'm excited. Yeah, so. yeah. There's um. So you'll probably be quite close to Verona as well. Think so. That's Probably really not nice. great. Yeah. yeah. Romeo and Juliet was. So. Yeah, that's mm. what. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm only going for two nights, like three days. So just sort of chill, walk yeah. around. Maybe you might meet your uh, Italian Romeo. You might do. Yeah. <laughs> but your parents wouldn't approve of. <laughs> but Nisha, he's not Indian. <laughs> <laughs> we can work around that. Like what will the whole condan say? Hmm? <laughs> Can't do it. But um, yeah, so so what about what what about uh, finding finding uh, the one? Because you know you're you're getting on now, Nisha. Yeah, I know. No. I'm just gonna say what I'm sure your dad said to you. Honestly, I get uh, it come all on, Nisha. You you in your twenties now? I was already married with three kids while I was your age. Come on. <laughs> it's smart when you think about that though. Like my mum came over here when she was eighteen to right. marry my dad. No, like no one with her. She had a brother and left her. And here I am, twenty three, just about cleaning my room. Like, yeah. it's crazy what our parents did. Yeah. Like, Were your mum and dad arranged? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, arranged, yeah. yeah. So being first generation born here, sometimes, like, as I'm getting older, I think back to, like, their life before I was born. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Does your mum, like, try and, like, give you this thing and be like, oh, this person... She tries to push it a little bit. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, this family's got a good boy. I'm sure he's looking. Mm-hmm. Like, he can keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but they're all right. They're, my parents luckily are quite sort of with it modern um they came when they were quite young so they want us just to be happy and successful and 
when the time's right. I think they're just sort of like, you, we've been brought up to work for what you get sort of thing. Yeah, so like, yeah. as long as you're working hard, you can do whatever you want. Like it's, it's work hard, play hard sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, they are sort of like, you know, we're getting old now. We want some <laughs> more grandkids. So we'll see. Stacked, it's not easy though. It's not easy finding the right ones. There's no, a lot of troublesome ones out you there. Need to, you need to get on Tinder and that, like Denny. Don't worry, he'll, he'll give you all the advice. He knows all that about all of them. Be out soon. Tinder, Grinder, all <laughs> of them. <laughs> I, so, don't, I don't know any other names. I'm sorry, bro. So, so we're, we're doing this like three part um, special coming soon, um, which is basically like a guy's point of view um, of online dating and then a girl's point of view. So it's looking it's look at the pros and the cons, like the good and the bad. And then we're going to have like a battle of the sexes. We're going to have both of them on at the same time. Interesting. Then, yeah. So okay. I feel like we should get Frank to actually get like a, a Tinder date to be, and then like bring her here for the Tinder Ooh, date. That's such a that'd good be idea. interesting. That would be yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll pass that. I'll pass. I'll run that by him. Yeah, yeah. I'll run that by him. And then maybe you, if you want to bring a date here, as the first date. Then you see what's going on. <laughs> I can sit and interview him. Like, so, what cast are you? <laughs> Hmm? Lewis, you just want to interview whoever I get with, man. Are your parents Punjabi? <laughs> Not Punjabi? Fuck off, bruv. <laughs> no. Oh, that'd be good. But, um, but yeah, so in terms of like your, your career progression now, yeah. uh, do you feel like you're on track? Do you feel like, uh, like how are you adjusting to actually like being in a work environment? Yeah, I think cool? so. It was really weird at first. like Because I, I, I joined working. Some people have like a gap year or whatever, but I literally like a few months of summer, then I start working straight away really weird adjustment like usually obviously you've got a lot of support around you with like education teachers when it's just like you and you're in the working world and I I joined quite a corporate company and age was a really big big thing like I found like for people to take you seriously enough especially like a young younger woman fresh out of uni um at the time to be taken seriously as you go up the hierarchy in in at work it was difficult man it was really difficult trying to like sort of prove yourself and not just be seen for your age and yeah. your gender as well sometimes which yeah. is difficult to admit but it's true are you are there other um, people on the grad scheme or? yeah okay. like 14 of us so which is good it was yeah nice. that's nice when the place have that you have a bit thing of is community. grad scheme's great and everything amazing opportunity whatever but being a grad is not easy either like you you are you're seen as the grad at the start yeah. You have almost have to do like extra to be seen as not just a just a grad. Yeah. But the thing is, you get people in the business. Luckily enough, my my like team manager's amazing. They don't treat me like that at all. But you get the minority who see a graduate as someone they want to invest their time in and really help progress. And you know, we're we're a sponge at the start. We're just learning. But then the majority obviously just can just see them as like admin and extra resource. So, so I don't do know. you do you? So again, I've I've seen this because of positions I've worked. So I'm able to kind of be behind the scenes and know who has yeah. been to uni and know who hasn't been to uni. And I don't know if you're if you within your place of work would know of the people already there who has been and who hasn't been. Because what I found is there's sometimes animosity from people who didn't go to university to people doing grad schemes because. I don't know if this is the same case um, with your grad scheme, but there's sometimes a fast track route to certain positions. Definitely. That And that opportunity isn't open to people who may have many more years experience, but 
they didn't go to university. So that's exactly what I'm living right now, pretty much. Yeah. But it's not necessarily about them not going to university. It's They could have been at university, but they're just not in the grad scheme. And right. the grad scheme does have... You've got to put the work on yourself. You've got to be noticed. Yeah. My role, I do six, four rotations in two two years. So it changes every six months. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that role that's coming next, I've got to go out and find it. It's not there for me. Okay. But that progression means I have a lot more um, opportunity to do different stuff. Hmm. So, okay. yeah. But I get what you mean with some people think that, you know. Yeah. Graduates have a bit more opportunity, got a bit more exposure around the business, so mm. it sometimes does create a bit of animosity. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've had conversations with people who who I kind of describe in it, where they're just like, bitched basically about the grads, and how come, it's not fair that they could get to do this and this and that, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and I've been here for this long, and I've worked in the industry for this many years, and, and such. But I, I mean, I didn't do a grad scheme, so I am... Um, I didn't. I didn't experience that personally. Yeah, it's got its pros and cons, mm. but um, job's a job, and it, it got me a foot in the door. So we'll see where it takes me. But yeah, I think mm. it's just the people that you got around you as well. Like I've had a really, really good support system so far. Yeah. People want to invest in me, and they want to, they call us the future talent of, <laughs> of the business. So you know. Yeah, that's cool. Um, were you saying you wanted to ask some stuff about social media and? All that kind of stuff before. When Social a, media. A young person on. A <laughs> um, uh, mm, little bit. To be honest, like just based on what you're just saying now, I was thinking, like, y- you had a pretty decent pathway through, uh, like, going from school, uni, working. Looking back at it now, like, if, let's say, you're talking to your 16 year old self, what would you give yourself any different advice or would you change anything like let's say you're not even talking to your 16 year old self let's say you're talking to your 16 year old brother or sister yeah um what advice would you give just be sort of like don't worry like, i feel like a lot of people my age like, i haven't really traveled much right which is why i want to do that more now i feel like a lot of people spend a lot of time in their summers and gap years like seeing more of the world whereas i think i was very much rigid in some education work summers work get a job straight after uni I think more just like don't worry that like, things will happen don't be too stressed out about it like a-levels are really really difficult because it's like oh if i, if I don't if, if i don't pass i won't go to uni and if i don't go to uni the rest of my life is ruined like that's yeah. literally how you see it at the time it's yeah. so black and white you guys have probably been there too so yeah my, think... mine wasn't like that my parents were like uh you're not going to sixth form you're not going to college you ain't going to uni go fuck yourself <laughs> we ain't paying for that shit now you're a boxer <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> Um, yeah, just like things will happen as it as it turns out. I'm reading a book at the moment. You guys probably know it, The Secret. Oh yeah. Law yeah. of Attraction. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of like do stuff to want to do well, not just to avoid failing. Yeah. So it's like we study because it's like oh I can't fail, I can't fail. When you you tell yourself you can't fail, that's at the forefront of your mind. Yeah. Rather than just being like I want to do well, I want to try my best and pass. A lot of people, especially now, like. In education in general, pressure just to do something just to not fail, and mm. I think that, that mentally that can kind of like really fuck you up in the future if you're men- thinking like I I think that's the reason why I didn't pass my first driving test because I was so worried about failing. It took me five try five times. So. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> I don't even ever want to sit in the car with you again. What the hell? <laughs> I just I wanted to make sure I was perfect. If I got one fail, I just forget it. No, bruv, that's not no, how it works. Do you know what I've done? When I knew I was going to fail, 
<laughs> when you knew you'd had like when one yeah, minor. When, 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 no, when you know, like you, you kind of do, so you'd be like, oh shit, I've just done that. Okay, that's it. And I was like, do you know what? I could probably speed now, <laughs> get away with it. And I did. I put my foot down, and he was, he was uh, the the instructor was like telling me to 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 just look down well at the road past the Tesco. It's that, and um, he was thinking, but obviously you can't just like he's got certain control, but he can't just. Obviously I had to slow down because we got to a traffic a traffic light was coming up. But you've got to take advantage of your sort of your uh, opportunities, right? I guess so then. The secret. <laughs> In a roundabout window here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that was a very long time ago. Oh that's bait, that's bait. Um but what about in terms of like um like picking the right uni, uh picking the right course? What kind of what kind of pitfalls are there? I think you just got to do what you enjoy at the time. Like, yeah, you got to look at a career and look at what's going to get my money, more money. So I was really into drama and stuff. So it was sort of like one point between going down that route or going down the design route. I loved them both. And then I thought, right, if I'm ever going to get into a career, I probably should go for the more designer engineering route. But um, all I can say is just what you enjoy, because you could do, I've seen so many people pick a degree which they think, you know, this will help me in the future. And they'll get to uni and they'll absolutely hate it. Yeah. And they're living the most miserable lives for like two, three years or whatever. Or even like one year and then they drop out and they're like, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. So you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. What about um, uni life? Because one, one of the biggest things that... So whenever like I've got younger nephews and cousins and stuff in my family, and when they're talking to me about university and things like that. I'm like the go-to person in my family now, since I was the Ooh. first one to go. Yes. I wear that badge proudly. Big um, man. Big man <laughs> <laughs> The thing I mainly talk about is the life, like that independence and all that, more so yeah, than the course. Uh, yeah, yeah, And trying to find somewhere that's going to, you know, where where they will, like the, like the city and the town, like you said, something different as well. Like yeah, if you're from yeah. somewhere like close to London, like here, and you, you know, going to Cody, you just have that different experience and, and things like that. What's your take or what advice would you give sort of yeah, around sure. the sort of lifestyle and That's a completely different eating take pot noodles? And... <laughs> Me personally, so living so close to London, I didn't want to go to uni in London. I was like, yeah. oh, I can come, I'm going to come back here. And also, I think to enjoy London, you need money, right? So, Very true, yeah. Apologies, you... people. My phone be ringing. Too popular, man. Someone's like, that? How do I mute? There you go. <laughs> Anyways, um, Sorry, I guys. wanted to. I wanted to get away. I wanted to go by the coast. Yeah. So yeah, I think try and branch out. Like go to somewhere a bit new. Um, my sister went to Portsmouth, so I did kind of know the place. But I liked it, and it was cool. It was. It was. It was weird at the start. I remember. I remember. You know how you're just like in a bit of a bubble when you live close to London. Yeah. And I remember going and be like, wow, people actually live this close to the beach. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, I remember walking yeah. like, wow, this is actually your life. Like, yeah. You just walk your dog by the beach every every day. It was pretty surreal. Yeah. Like looking out my window and just being like, I remember thinking I'm actually at the edge of an island. <laughs> I know that's so ignorant, but. Um, no, the independence is a huge thing. Yeah. I think I would highly recommend. I would tell anyone, even if you can just do the first year, live mm. out. Um, I know family, everyone has different type of family situations, but if you can, definitely do it. Even if you are going to uni close by, like still try and live out for the first year at least. It's a completely different experience. Yeah, um, Yeah, people say, oh, but my, my parents are cool. I can still go out and come home whatever time. It's not just about that though. It's about like, 
valuing like oh, I've got like ten pound to live on for the week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. And like, going through it with people in the exact same situation. Yeah, as well. yeah. And like, okay, what's more important, a shop tonight or like my dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's my money gonna go to my Jaeger bomb or to my pot noodles? Yeah. So my um, my nephew's in his first year. So he's been there for about three months. I think he's at one of the universities in Kent, like in Canterbury. Um, he asked me for like a smoothie maker um, for Christmas, just so again he can, you know, quick. You can do things like quickly and then just take it with you and on, on the move and stuff. The funny thing is, like, I've meant to like try and have a little sit down and conversation with him for like whatever's going on, <laughs> because not in a bad way. It's just that he's his. Um, his mum, my sister's like, well, and and his stepdad would like run a church. It's like very, very good. No alcohol. Like at a wedding, it was like uh, fizzy grape juice. It's like no alcohol, no like super, super strict. Super fun too, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then a couple, just before we went to uni, I took him out, not like out, out, just like chilling with my mates and, and a couple of things. And... Um, yeah, it's been his first year, and I just have I've been intrigued to catch up with him and just seeing if he's been see if he's got a slightly rehab, corrupted. Yeah. It changes yeah. people, man. Yeah. The amount of corruption I saw. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, the the thing I noticed. So obviously, I didn't do uni, but a lot of my mates went to uni. So I used to I used to go out for like student nights out, whatever, and dodgy student IDs, get in and on the student night out. And I tell you this year, the amount of and I, I say open, like back in the day, I used to get all kinds of Asian girls coming up to me. And it and it wasn't because and if in my mind it wasn't for anything else other than that their parents were proper strict and were like don't do my BSD and they were like fuck it I'm out I'm white I'm free That's I'm going thing. to do whatever I want. It's you, Lewis. I'm telling you. No, I'm, no, no. I swear to you. I had this conversation with my missus the other day. She's got an Asian friend. She's thirty years old. She's just looking through my like she's single. She's just like oh let me hook me up with your. Looking through all of my friends, all of my friends she on my Instagram, him. and she stopped on him. I was like, what is it? Like, <laughs> what, what does he do? Yeah. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Literally. I was oh, like, it's, it's just, I don't know yeah, what it is. I, 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 I'm, maybe, I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't give that any, any kind of, uh, what's the word? Legitimacy. <laughs> um, I but yeah, but I, I, I used to be like, like, I'd go out with mates and, Never white girls come talk to me. Always Asian girls. It's because it's the unknown, isn't it? Like it's the forbidden fruit. <laughs> when you're so like it's, it's true though. When you're so like constrained before uni, you can't do this, you can't do that, and you get these people that go to uni and just go crazy because they're just being rebellious. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. But you weren't like that, of course. Of course not. Because I know your parents; they're, they're pretty chill, no? Parents are cool. Yeah, I mean. um I obviously I just I turned eighteen and I went to uni like six seven months later so I didn't used to go clubbing or drinking that much because you couldn't get in because it's mm. all scanning, yeah. um, but so but no like I, I think I was alright. If anything, I learned to look after myself more and actually have to like do the dishes and take the bins <laughs> sure. out. Um, but no, uni was good. Made me a lot more confident. I think. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a good, it was a really good experience. I loved it. Had its ups and downs, but I mean, for the experience, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you've got, you've got to go, not not just for the experience, but you've got to be able to work and enjoy your course too, because that's what you're there to do. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so 
just a, another kind of curiosity question. Obviously, there, there's a little bit of an age gap between us, yeah. Barely discernible to the passing eye. But, uh, but uh, obvi- like, do you... Because, uh, obviously, like when I was your age, I did not give a fuck about politics. Right? I don't know what Denny was like when he was when he was 24. I've always been a bit of a boffin. Is that what he even is now? Boffin? I don't know. Probably not. Do you know what I mean so when I say that? Old, Kind of like a geek. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know. Um, So yeah, do you take... Always had an interest, yeah. I've I've always been interested. In fact, I remember when I got interested in politics. How old were you? It was the... When Maggie Thatcher got turfed and there was a battle between Michael Heseltine and John Major for the Conservative Party leadership and John Major won. I'm lost. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, this is like late... uh, Sorry, early 90s. I hate politics. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> but I'm I'm one of the minority in my it's just me. But like my age, yeah, people are fully into it. I think so. I just, just don't really have a clue. So John Major became leader of the Conservative 90. Party in nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Was it nineteen ninety? Well that that was when that was when I started getting into into politics. I was nine years old. Maybe maybe he didn't come into it says that he was in the Conservative Party from nineteen ninety. Oh no, because I, I remember uh, he was so he was a massive underdog. Um, I pick, I think yeah I think he became prime minister in ninety two. Uh, yeah, he was in office from nineteen ninety to ninety seven. Okay. So, uh, so it was a very quick wise. Yeah, man, you you're fucking old, bro. I was five. Oh, no. Well, I was. Hold on, hold on. How old are you? I'm thirty eight. You're only five years... You got into politics when you were, like... Nine. Pretty much then, if it was 99. No, I think it was 92 that he, he, he got Let's, to, let's got say it was 92 old. that you decided so to 11. get... You're still 11? Yeah. You're some kind of weird being, bro. <laughs> you got Nisha. Like, Nisha's was. a fairly normal person, like, uh, other than being <laughs> stunning, like, above <laughs> average level of looks by a long way. Nisha's fairly... Not, like, most 20-odd-year-olds don't give a shit about politics, and here's you at 11 going... Well, I don't think his economic fiscal policies are in line with the current rate of inflation and the current level of uh, debt in no, the country. I'm not going to lie, um, a lot of people my age do care about it. I feel it's like more people are into on. politics, younger people are yeah, into politics I now than back me. in the day. Just, just yeah, I think it's just me. I'm oblivious to it. Fair um, enough. And yeah, Neil Kinnock, I believe, was the opposition Probably leader. Probably you shut up. <laughs> 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 You're getting on to... You're digging a hole, fam. <laughs> what did you say, like, 1992, I wasn't even born then. <laughs> there you go. You're giving it all away, son. You're giving it all away. Um, so uh, the the only other thing I was going to ask, like, do you do you feel like when you look around at people of different ages and stuff, how do you feel like your generation has got it by comparison? Like, do you feel like it's harder in your generation? Or it's easier. Um, I think it's harder because like we touched on a bit about like the social media influence and like how mad it is and like so if you think about it, people are like. People of Instagram influencers, yeah, like their mm. whole living being is being an influencer on an app with yeah. pictures of themselves. Like, I think it's crazy. And I know it's generation, it's my thing, but people rely on this shit so much. In terms of like, we get it easier, there's so much influence. Like, your life is around what you see on your phone. Um, I don't know how it was different, but then someone told me a mad story like the other day, like their kid was looking at a magazine. And they started tapping it, yeah, because they thought it was a screen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a magazine. Oh like, dear! It was a baby or something. But um, yeah, I don't know how we've got it. It's different. It's difficult to compare. Like, obviously, I hang around with like Lewis and like my siblings are older than me. 
Um, you'd be a lot older than you. What the fuck am I? older than me. <laughs> no, a good amount. I think I'm quite lucky that I've got like a lot of older influences. I think I'm quite yeah, that does make a fairly a little bit different to some other people I, I know my age. Yeah. Um, it helps, like, with my thinking and like appreciating my generation what we've got compared to the old one. And we've got to talk about the music though, right? Like the music you guys had back in the day as well. Like, can I just say something? On. No, I think you lot's music is the worst. That's what I mean. Like, oh, it is the oh, worst. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you why I think this, right? Not to say, not to say it's bad just set up as well. Like, yeah. he's on it right now. <laughs> not to say it's bad. I've, I've brought this up loads of times with with other people. If you think of, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my age, right? Fifty seven. <laughs> See, in the eighties, you had punk, right? Was totally oblivious to me. Mid nineties, you had that sort of acid house, totally oblivious to me. My auntie's six years older than me. My youngest auntie and her music at the top was completely different then you had it was very much more clicky where you had you would have the people who like sort of oasis type music you know the people into sort of dance you had the people sort of thing and again that oasis blur stuff was purely 90s if you think late 90s when hip-hop and r&b and garage started coming in hasn't really changed that much to now like the main genre of music is still so you're talking over a span of 20 years it's evolved but the, but the actual genre is pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah. Whereas, that's what I mean before, it was literally like every five years, if you were born five years different, you were into a completely different thing. It just hasn't, like obviously, like mumble rap is different to Puff Daddy and, and stuff yeah, from the yeah. 90s, but it's still, do you know what I mean? That sort of genre that people listen to. When you think about all like the trap that you get now, and like the grime, like, yeah. like drum and bass, and Oh, just, I, I love 90s music like I listened to it a lot growing up because of like my siblings and stuff yeah yeah I think it's so much better yeah yeah I'm a big I'm a big 90s fan yeah yeah I've got I've got um, I know a lot of younger people who really appreciate 90s music as well actually yeah I think we are kind of part of that like golden generation because you speak to someone who's like like you said like five years older ten years old mm-hmm. even like, especially when I listened to the music that my parents used to listen to, I was like, what the fuck was going through your mind when you listening to this shit? You must have been on all kinds of like hallucinogenics to be <laughs> appreciating this. So but and but then to be fair, even like now like this current generation, I feel like some songs are like designed to be listened to while you're high. Yeah, completely, yeah. fully. I think there's, there's like there's like subgenres, yeah? For, if you take hip hop for example, mm. there's there's subgenres. But if you take like J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, two of the most popular, they could have released their stuff twenty years ago and it still would have been good and it wouldn't need like it wouldn't be out of place. Whereas even if you look at hip hop, like hip hop in like that ten year span from like nineteen ninety to two thousand was almost like completely different yeah you know i just i don't know it's weird it's like it hasn't evolved as much like it has evolved and there's as i said there's lots of offshoots like you said trap grime and um drill and everything else but it's still the genre ultimately is still the same if that makes sense do you think there's room for it to evolve now though or do you think it's just all been done I think it will. I think music will always evolve. Yeah. Yeah. I think music will always evolve. Um, they call themselves artists. Artists. Artists should be creative. So it should always. Yeah. Do you know? Actually, I'll come to think of it. We're on the subject of music. Since since we've done our, our review of it, 
I listened to Eminem's album a couple more times. Oh, yeah. And I've got to say, but I, I kind of, I don't take back anything that I said, but I do appreciate it a bit more. That's, I think we said I was listening to it. I think we said, have you listened to that? No, Eminem, I haven't listened to Eminem yet. And do you know what? There's, here's the thing about the generation reviews. difference. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I feel like one thing I said as well was like, I said it on the podcast yeah. was that, um, like our generation, Eminem was like at his peak. Yeah. But for you guys, you've got like logic. People like to listen to now. I just listen to Jay Hassel's album. I love it. Sick <laughs> album. Yeah, yeah. Sick yeah. album. I do like that. And yeah. and Eminem's not really relevant anymore. Like we, just, we still appreciate him. Yeah. 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 The thing, like, even though he's he's doing collabs with like um, Royce Five Nine and yeah. Juice World, so yeah, Jay Hassel's album is good. Yeah. yeah. And that's like I feel like he, maybe Eminem did so much for rap, yeah. but kind of don't need him anymore. Well, it's just it's it's it's, oh, it's shit. people need to evolve, don't they? Yeah. You know, like I mean, you take someone from like Madonna. She's an eighties artist. Every time she comes back out, she does. She kind of changes her image a bit. Stage. What's that? She falls over on stage. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's the case. <laughs> but she does something different just to try and keep herself. It's not like she she doesn't copy what the younger people are doing now. But she'll take the influence and then she'll try and re re image herself, rebrand herself each time. Yeah, I just think he needs to do that. I just think he needs to do that. Like no one, everyone's still a fan. I think obviously for us, like his last few albums, I haven't been a huge fan of. But as soon as he drops an album, I'm still wanting to make sure I listen to it straight away. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I'll have an opinion I, on I it. I think it's like uh, just we can appreciate the skill of it. Yeah, maybe. yeah. But it's not it's, necessarily it's, that it's as it's it's just not as needed now. Maybe I don't know. I feel like there was a point when he was at, when he was coming out was like that's what music needed at that time. Yeah, and they just don't need that. Yeah. you just don't really need it anymore. Oh, yeah, I, I think I, I think it's to do with what he what he chats about. Like we're so like you remember he was like we're much more politically correct, we're much more conscious minded, we're much more woke, um, and he was almost a total opposite. He he was coming out and he was he had he was coming out for shock value. So some of the stuff he says now, like if he if he starts saying sexist stuff about Christine Aguilera or something, people aren't jumping up and down and thinking, oh shit, did you just hear that bar? It's more of a case of, dude, come on, have some respect. Yeah. So he needs to, and I just think he hasn't really mm. changed. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. There was um, there was something that I, that I wanted just to, to put out there. I don't know if you've seen it at Tornish. I don't know if you've seen it either. Then, uh, just get your you guys' opinion on it. This is not really generational talk, but fuck it. Have you guys seen the new Starbucks advert? No. I watch Netflix, I don't watch adverts. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you the rundown of this advert, yeah? Go on. So, there's, there's just someone just sitting and uh, they, they've got to type in their first name and they're like, I'm in an iron about it. And then there's a, a knock at the door and it's like, Joanne Miller? And they take the package. And then they go to the doctors and it says, Joanne Miller? And they're like, okay. And then um, there's, there's like a couple of other scenarios where... This person is getting called Joanne. And then they're standing in Starbucks. They go, what's your name? And the person goes, Jamie. Because this young person is trans. Right. So, so I, they, they want to be known as Jamie. And that's their, their chosen identity. And then the Starbucks, Starbucks logo comes up and it says there's a story behind every name. And then it shows you this young girl slash boy standing. And it's like, 
Jamie? And then like their face lights up like, oh, cool. Now, personally, I saw this as like um, a shitty ploy. In the moment, like I actually know someone who is a girl who wants to identify or who identifies as a boy. Oh. And in that moment, I, as I was watching it, I was like, that's kind of like, it gives you a little bit of perspective as to what their life's like, their difficulty, like dealing with the fact that they just yeah. don't want to be known as Joe Ann anymore. They want to know, be known as Jamie or whatever. And even like all their friends still call them Jamie. But on the other hand, I was like, the fuck has this got to do with coffee? Like, and it's like playing to that woke generation and kind of trying to, to trying to advertise them like, yeah, yeah, we're woke too. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I think it's difficult because if, it's hard because like, if they did something that wasn't really relevant to anything or they've got a big name out there, they've got airtime TVs, they're probably like, right, let's do something that could actually make an influence. People will still fight it. And yeah. when they're trying to make something dismal good, people will fight it. When they're not doing anything with their sort of power, people will be like, well, you do something better than that. Yeah. Um, also, Starbucks is a company from Seattle. Mm. Um, and Seattle is known for being super liberal and super, like they were woke before woke was a thing, sort of thing. Like Seattle's always very um, accepting and it's the sort of, Seattle and San Francisco are the sort of two places in America that are the sort of super liberal, super accepting yeah. and they always try and push. I just felt like, um, you know, in, I can't remember if there's a turn of phrase for it, like playing to your own audience or something. They're, yeah. they're just like, they're going for it's can Gillette do one Gillette did one like a, they got a lot of a man shaming one yeah, yeah. Like saying oh shit men are I don't know yeah. no. now with that I can understand some of the backlash because they were one of the proponents of be a man Gillette they have been pushing the best out a man can the get. best a man can get and now all of a sudden they were like Even, oh you lot are dicks for being like this and da 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 but I think Star and, and I don't know where the headquarters are based either <laughs> but I know Starbucks being sort of um, they've always, I mean, if you, if you, you can you go into any Starbucks and they've always, they always do um, local charities, uh, things as well, like collections for local, um, uh, what do you call it? Is it corporate social responsibility, CSR? Yeah, they're always like big on that stuff and, and everything as well. Mm. Apart from their people complaining about their tax taxes and that. Do you remember that advert where they made like a cake out of a car or something like that? No, it was like a Honda advert, and they turned the car into like a cake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like my favorite advert. What is it? When I used to watch adverts. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> That's the thing. Is like, even like adverts have changed somewhat. Like if you think about our generation, mm. like adverts used to push boundaries a little bit, and they they used to be like so homely and whatever. Now they it feels like they all have to have some kind of political meaning. They have to. The, I think the thing with adverts nowadays is they have to be able to go viral like no one I can fast forward my advert I can pause it or I'm watching Netflix or Prime or something there's no adverts so the way like for example you just mentioned that I can go and now watch that advert on YouTube I can mm. probably put in Starbucks ad now do you see what I mean so it has they have to capture your attention in a short amount of time and do something that like you said might get people talking about them because chances of me catching it on TV isn't like slim to nothing or stopping you from fast forwarding yeah and catching your attention yeah exactly so yeah it's, it's changed a lot um that'll be interesting though when when things like that uh, come on i do find it interesting to like read the comments because you do get that kind of oh they're pandering blah, blah, blah. yeah and then you get other people with, with um, do you know with that reference with gillette 
Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, they actually changed their tagline last year. Okay. It was always the best a man can get, yeah. and that was from 1989 to 2019. And now it's changed to the best men can be. That's right, yes. Which sounds shit. Sorry to say. Yeah, the best man can be. No, it doesn't have a ring to it. Way. Of course. So, yeah, I know. But having said that, there is there is uh, an obvious bias as well, because I'm, I'm sure you've noticed, Michelle, razors cost a bit more for women than they do for men. In like, they call the I've never tax. bought for men. Yeah, but the ladies, the ladies tax yeah. or women's tax. Yeah. Like women's products tend to generally cost more. Yeah. Even if you think like when you go shopping, just standard stuff. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's a bit deep. It's a bit deep. Do you feel? Do you feel like you're at all like a feminist in that way? Like you're like fuck, something needs to be done no. about this. So you just like fuck it, I ain't got time. I'm for just it. like fuck it, I ain't got time. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm. I'm like. I'm not that big on feminism. I don't know. I. I, I agree with it, but I just think a woman. Should obviously be strong, but not to the detriment that she needs to fight to be strong. Like just be strong and you'll get by. Yeah. Like I don't think you need to make a big point out of it. Hmm. Like I'm a female. I need to be like this. I need to be treated like this. Like you're a human before you're a female. Yeah. And I know people see it differently, and it's not all. It's not as easy as as I'm saying it, but I just think I'm just not really that big on it to be honest. I can't bother. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a little bit enough. long. Do you find? Do, do you do you find? So with people your age, do you think that's the sort of general consensus? Or... I think so. Yeah. I think okay. people my age are a lot more like fearless and yeah. don't really give a shit. Yeah. And like a bit sort of ignorant maybe as well to what has gone on in the past for us to be this privileged, I guess. Yeah. But people kind of like look out for themselves a bit more now, just get on with it. <laughs> in a way though, I guess that that's almost the goal, isn't it? I guess so. Like if if we if, if like not myself, but if women have been in past generations and stuff have been fighting for equality and, and thing, they do want to get to a point where you can just carry on, just be strong by nature and not really yeah. have to be fighting and, and stuff. That's I the guess. thing. Like I don't like I walk into I work with a lot of males and I walk into a meeting room and I don't want them to get up and offer me their chair. Yeah, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't need you to get up. And I'm. I'm good. Like yeah. I can stand. Do you know? What I mean, obviously, I know they're doing it out of politeness. Yeah. But a woman wouldn't get up and do that for a man like, yeah. out of natural instinct. It's like, I don't know, you should sit down yeah. as a woman. It's, it's difficult. There's so many different points to it. That reminds me of a story I had this morning, actually. Um, uh, a friend, well, my partner, I, I travelled to work with my partner. Um, we go most of the way together. And um, she was telling me her friend wears one of those baby on board badges just so she could get a seat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but she's not pregnant. That's kind of deep. <laughs> that is deep. Oh, but do you know what? Fuck it. Like, do what you got doing it. Because to be honest, it's it's harsh. Like, obviously, your your sister was pregnant and going into London and stuff. Yeah. And I'm sure she she even said a time where she was actually she had that, um, uh, and uh, and no one gave up the seat. People don't give a shit. Like, not everyone anyway. Mm. They're, they're just like, just deal with it. I try to. I have felt bad sometimes, but do you know what it is? And I actually consciously do this now because I felt really, really bad one time. But if you're sitting in, in any seat, I guess, it, not just the seats that are kind of reserved for um, people who might need it more than you, like you could be on your phone, you can be, you have your headphones on, you can be reading a book, um, 
So you don't always see them. You don't see it. No, I definitely think you should give up your seat if you yeah. think, like if you see it. And, but yeah. then people just don't because like they're just in their own yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I every time I stop, I kind of try and have a like a quick yeah. five second look and see if anyone needs it more than me. And see, then, um, I'm I'm always looking on on the tube anyway, just because people are fucking dirty. <laughs> I don't. People don't want to watch watch. great on the tube, isn't it? A little bit. Like you can like you can just get a little bit caught up in just watching how people behave. Yeah. And obviously making sure no one's picking your pockets. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, again, for women, just got to be a bit aware, like, is there some guy, like, trying to be a bit of a perv, just yeah. trying to stand a bit too close or whatever. I've seen it before, like, once I was on the train, and I just see this guy, like, th- there was space for him to stand somewhere else, but he put his hand above the rail that of this woman, she was holding onto the rail, he stood behind her and put his hand slightly above it. And then, like, every time the train was rocking back and forth, he'd just, like, push his body into her. I, I don't was... do that no more. Huh? I don't do that no more. <laughs> have you well, guys seen um, Sex Education? I haven't yet. No, I really want to watch so it. Season, have you seen season Basically, one? Basically, no, when a man loves it, a, I'll save you, it. right? When a man loves a woman, okay, they get together. Yeah. And he takes his private parts and very gently puts them inside her private parts and they, they move around. In a sensual manner. So I don't need to watch it no more. And then the man makes some, some I'll call it they. <laughs> they is a Punjabi word which Nisha will translate. Nisha will not translate. Come on. They is not. Yogurt. Like yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then nine months later, normally not, that's it. You got the chunk. That's not what it's about though. Have you seen it? I've, I've seen the first episode. I've been seen it, Nish. What, what it's, is not about, it's about teenagers. Yeah, I've it's seen like, the first episode. It's episodes. really good. I've heard it's really, so, really good. So there's a scene on the public thing in season two. I'm not going to oh. give it away, but it deals with how like younger people deal with all this stuff that's going on. It, it deals with trans, it deals with like pansexual, like not knowing, bisexual. Mm. Like It's really good. See, I'll be honest. I ain't got time for all that shit. Like, it's just funny though, it's jokes. It's yeah, it's supposed to be a good it's show, really it's supposed to be funny. funny, yeah. The only reason why I say it, like when I meet someone, they if they if it's like um if if they let's say for example, if I met you for the first time, looking the way you look, and you said, Hi, my name's Bob In my head I'm just got okay, this girl has got some issues in her life and she feels like she needs to be called Bob. She feels like she wants to be addressed as a man. That's her choice. Whatever is behind that, that's irrelevant now. I need to find out what's going on with Bob. Like, what's Bob's opinions? What's Bob like as a person, right? But often, and this because I, I know a few people that are trans, the conversation then becomes, my name's Bob. I know I might look like I'm not Bob, but I am Bob. And if you've got a problem with that, does it? And it's like... It's a lot more of their identity and like I, their personality. Yeah, than like, just, I just yeah. want to know who. Like, I just want to chat to you. I don't want to chat about your your gender preferences, your sexual preferences, your identity. This, that, this, that, this, that. Yeah. It's like that can't. And I, I get it. The same thing with people that are overly religious as well. Mm. It's like that's cool. That's your religion. What about you as a but person? Think that like their gender, their religion defines them. Like, and that's yeah. it. Like, that's the first thing about them. But. People only do that because a lot of it is just a defence mechanism. Because yeah. they think they'll be judged just on that one thing. So. Yeah. But then we, we, we're all guilty of just judging anyway. Yeah. Like people are very judgmental. We make judgments on people within a few seconds of, of meeting them. Like I know when I first met Nisha, I was like, she's going to be my best fucking friend at some point. <laughs> she's amazing. You were right about that one. <laughs> there you go. 
But um, but yeah. Anyway, I feel like we've we've chatted enough shit for one night. I feel like Nisha's got work tomorrow. Denny's got work tomorrow. I'll go go pick up my courtesy car. I just hey, got. I just got. Getting? Nah, but hopefully it's not a fucking Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I did just I just got a text which says we've re- re- ugh, we've reviewed your claim and due to the circumstances we have waived your excess. Your no claims discount will not be affected. Thank you. Hey, you fucking nice right, mate. That's what happens when you pull out a junction. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so I, I don't know if you've ever listened to a full episode, Nisha, but at the end of every episode, we do a throwback, okay? Throwback movie, throwback film, okay? So me and Danny will go first, because I know I didn't mention this to you an hour ago when we started, or before we started, so I'll do mine. And the song goes in our playlist, yeah, so on our, it on needs to be good, otherwise you'll ruin our playlist. Alright, cool, now I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> when they said throwback how far can I go you can go I've, I've, I've pulled out songs from the 90, 1960s okay I mean I'm not going to go that far but okay what, go on then, then okay so I was going to say something earlier about to do with Tupac but it never came out what was it but my throwback was supposed to be a callback to that which I never said but I'm going to stick to it. So my throwback song is Do For Love by Tupac. Okay. And my film is, it was going to be Above the Rim, but I feel like I've said that one before. You have. I know you have. So I'm going to go with um, Jason's lyric. What the hell? I've never heard that song. Um, it's starring Bikine Woodbine uh, and Jada Pinkett Smith. Hmm. And it's a pretty good film. It's typical... Um, well, 90s, there's a lot of films that I'm saying typical, but it's not not so much now. Um, some people who have grown up in the ghetto, um, and then you've got someone who's like, wants to go college, and, and he's got like a, 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 him and his girlfriend have got dreams, but then he's got that brother who's always getting in trouble and kind of holds him back. And mm, um, Standard things. Yeah. But more importantly, the soundtrack, because we're talking about 90s music, is crazy sick. Like, it's such a good soundtrack. Um, so that's Jason's lyric. Throwback. Um, my throwback song is "The Magic Number," which is three mm, by De La Soul. De La Soul, one of my favorite bands of all time. But they weren't in your top five rappers. No, they're not. Really, I wouldn't even it's call them rappers. Almost like <laughs> their flow was so slow. Like they were, they were part of um, Mad. Ah, oh, what's a group? They were part of a bigger collective with Tribal Quest, Del Osso, yeah, yeah. Um, Jungle Brothers. Yes, man. But yeah, and uh, my movie is going to be Sleepers. Brad Pitt. Oh, don't think I've seen that. You haven't seen it? Oh my gosh. Is there loads of people? Is it just Brad Pitt? Was there loads nah, of nah, people? No, no, no. It's Julia Roberts? Uh, it's got, uh, what's her name? Mini Drivers in it. Uh, Dustin Hoffman. Is in it? Robert De Niro, Kevin Baker. Yeah, I thought there's a lot of famous people in it. Maybe. Yeah, it's uh, basically the, the. I won't tell you the whole movie, of course, but it starts off these lads who they they used to do this little thing where they'd rob a hot dog stand, and they'd like if I'm if I remember it rightly, they like steal the hot dogs, and at which point the hot dog vendor had the option to chase them or not. Right? If he did, if he didn't chase them, they got free hot dogs. If he did chase them then the, the other part of the group would go and rob the hot dog vendor while he's chasing after the, fir- the first ones. Skills. But in this one instance, they decided to take the entire 
car and they were trying to run off of it and they basically kind of accidentally pushed it down the subway flight of stairs to a subway and it killed a guy um, and they ended up going to prison for it and the, that's like that's like how it starts and it gets all kinds of fucked up but it's sick the acting in it is high level it's good it's good film okay, I'll check good that film. out you need to check that out um, and that, that is a that's a I don't know what year that came out let me have a quick look 1996 when were you born Nisha? 97 there you go it's one year pre-Nisha mm-hmm. I'm going to call that 1AN <laughs> so uh, what's your throwback saying this? Uh, throwback song oh I was listening today actually I was raving to on the way back home Usher pop your colour okay Ooh, okay yeah yeah, right into the throwback playlist. Yeah. That was that was one of, like. It's a bit underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, funny funny thing about that song, it done better over here than it did in America. Is it? Yeah. It, it it actually flopped in America, and then it came out over here and it done really really well, and then after the second single came out in America, um, it kind of picked up again. But yeah, that 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 song didn't do too well over there. First of all, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that album. Um, is that 8791? <laughs> I had and I had like this O2 had like different tiers of their customer service depending on how high your phone bill was. So I was an O2 Platinum customer. Whenever I called customer services, I always spoke to the same person. Always like that was I had a dedicated. This person just managed like a certain number of customers, so it always rang through to them. And then one day she was like, "Oh, um, Mr. Houston, do do you like music?" I was like, "What kind of fucking question is that? Everyone likes music." Goes, of course I do. She's like, "Do you like Usher?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." She goes, "Well, we're gonna put you in a raffle." And uh, and obviously just for tickets we can't promise you to win anything. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cheers. Literally, I put the phone down and my phone rang and she went, Mr. Houston, you, you won. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You just playing tricks on me? What? And I got VIP tickets. Nice. Uh, like went chilled out in the VIP lounge that before my our seats were like three, four rows from the no about four, five rows from the front. But the funny thing was, so he pulled a girl out of the audience to, does that, to, to dance, right? Yeah. I feel like she wasn't, maybe she wasn't actually like a normal audience member because she, she looked quite young and uh, he had like a chaise long on the, on the stage. And I that long white thing? Yeah, yeah. I've seen videos. Right. Now, what happened, he's put her on there and then she's, she's like lying down, he's like grinding himself on her and then she's grinding on him, whatever. And I think at one point he lies down and then gets her to sit on top of him and she starts grinding on him, right? While, while he's singing this song and the, there's a couple sat in front of us and they're like nah and they get up and walk out and at first I'm like what the like okay I, I get it it's a bit sleazy but it's not that bad and then I looked up and the cameraman had like focused on her hips and her her bottoms had rid halfway down her ass and he was just like focusing on her like 30 foot screen just oh, just wow. all back off Oh, and uh, yeah, the couple in front of us were just like, yeah, no, we, we're not staying for this. And they got up and left. Yeah. I was like, it's Usher. What the fuck were you expecting yeah, yeah. from Usher? Come on. He's got a new album coming out soon, actually. 
Yeah, I feel like he's, he's underrated, but we've we kind of digressed a little bit. What's your throwback movie? <laughs> throwback movie is a bit of a basic one, just because we're talking about um, VHS to someone today, the old videotape. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I used to be obsessed with my sitting in my mum and dad's bedroom just watching Lion King on the videotapes. Okay. And then I watched someone, I made a, someone, a mental health healer that I like follow on Instagram, and she made a video about Lion King and how she thinks that. You know the story that Simba, everyone knows Lion King, the story yeah. that he went through. Um, the fact that he thought that he killed his dad when he was a kid, like had a lot of mental issues on him growing up. And then when he found out that it wasn't him, he was able to let go. I didn't really believe in oh, all this right, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like the fact that he was able to let go of that, that weight that he thought he was responsible for killing his dad. Yeah. And it blocked his emotions towards his wife before he found out and how he was really closed off. And I was just like, I don't know if, She's like, I don't know if Disney in- intentionally made that kind of yeah. storyline to say that, but that's what she took from it. So I thought it was okay. quite So uh, I will tell you this, though. Uh, Disney didn't think of the storyline. Because they got done for ripping off, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is yeah. it? I don't know. Yeah, basically there was uh, a manga series back in the day called Kimba, the White Lion. Um, and it was basically... It's ruining it for her now. You really are killing my childhood, list, I'm, don't I'm do sorry, it. Nish, but it's basically the same storyline. No. Uh, and what happened? The guy who uh, created it, um, the year after he died, Disney released Lion King. And did Although you know they started producing it. That Simba in Swahili means prince. Oh, I thought it was lion. No, I'm sure it's not. No, it's not. It's prince. Because oh, okay. uh, Mufasa means king, Rafiki means friend. Oh, all, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the characters are basically what they are. Yeah, like, yeah. And princess. it was like. Okay, Disney, you went too original with that, were you? Yeah, man, they fucked. Because uh, one of my friends, uh, he's a Zimbabwean guy, he's got a son called Simba. Oh, okay. I was like, bro, you name his son Simba? He's like, yeah, he's Prince. Oh. So, shit. so yeah, man, that's, it's cool, though, because like, you kind of teach kids some very, yeah. very basic. Yeah. Even um, Akuna Matata is actually Swahili. Okay. Most people just think it's like some made-up bullshit word, but it's not. It actually, like, the song is legit. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. And it's actually in the song. There's a song. Can't remember the name of it. It just goes, Jambo, Jambo Buana, Apari Gani, Umzuri Sana, Wakiri, Wakani Bishwa, Kenya Yeto, Hakuna Matata. So the first time I heard that song, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Disney weren't fucking about. They used a real word. I thought it was all fake. So yeah. Anyway, you all got a little sample of my lack of ability to sing. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, so I hope you guys have found this episode useful uh, as uh, I'm hoping obviously I know even some of my students listen and they're going to be taking this journey soon and the, the whole like steps into uni um, it's the only time they ever hear me swear because I never swear in front of my students uh, but they get to they get to hear it on air um, so yeah thank you very much for, for coming down Nish. thanks it's for having me it's been fun blessed. even though the first time cool. it didn't work out because then he flopped on it's a little bit <laughs> I apologise he's too busy being a hero uh, but yeah anyway uh, by all means if you've enjoyed today's episode uh, you can hit us up on the NGA Instagram page and if you want to follow Nisha maybe you might have to request it maybe she's private uh, Nisha what's your Instagram Nisha Kapoor underscore but follow my food page Nish Cooks Oh shit, you oh, didn't even get started on this. Well, we never talked about a food blog. Next time, oh, TV continues. To be oh, continued, we got to have an episode just for that. Well, of course. <laughs> I need some tips. Oh, so this is where I say that I'm not your average Instagram makeup artist, 23-year-old, but I'm your food blog, 23-year-old. Oh, okay. 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 That's sweet, that's sweet, that's sweet. So what's that, <laughs> Nish Cooks? Nish Cooks. Okay, cool. So uh, so yeah, man, hit, hit up Nish Cooks, but in the meantime, 
I'm Lewis. I'm Denny. I'm Nisha. And we're out. Mm-hmm.